Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today I'm joined with George and Christian. George, you're back, my man. How does it feel to be back from the land of the living? It's good. Cameron had a few too many mimosas on the Saturday and she like secretly threw up behind my back. Like she like threw up three times and like came, we were hanging out with um, a couple of friends for her birthday on Saturday night. And like, I was like, Cameron, where have you been? She's like, yeah, no, I've just been throwing up. I was like, <laughs> I just, throwed up. You just throw up now and don't tell me She's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I just, I don't know. I just, ever since we drank those mimosas, we had bottomless mimosas. Mm, Have you guys ever done yeah. that? I no, no. I make my own mimosas. It's more cost efficient. Well, we we spent twenty bucks, and I got five mimosas. Oh, I pretty spend, good size. I spent probably like twelve dollars. Yeah, no, you could for sure do it cheaper. I mean, with mimosas, though, like I remember, so like my mom and I were like, we're gonna make mimosas, and then like we did, and then she didn't tell me that she poured the rest of the champagne into the bottle of orange juice. So I was like, oh, like like a few days later, I was like, oh, I want some orange juice. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, this shit's bad. And she goes, Oh no, that's the mimosa. And I was like, the mimosa. Like one? She goes, Yeah. Like, what you what did you she goes, Oh, I poured the whole thing of champagne into the Oh my god. And I was like, you what? Why? I was like, you just ruined a whole thing of orange juice. Why'd you do that? Guess I'm starting my day fuzzy. Yeah. That was like uh at my friend's house. We would drink Tampico all the time. And uh we there was two things of Tampico. They were the same Tampico. We we grabbed the one on the left and we we're like, this tastes kind of funny. Is that good? God damn, put that shit in. That's got my gin in it. Oh my god, that's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> we were probably like eleven and we we're like, what? We don't know if we're gonna have a good time or not today. Let's just roll the dice. Yep. Let's just. So, what is your favorite like alcohols? Real quick, go oh, around. Jack and Coke. That's what I have like every night. Jack and Coke, Chris. You had preference. I'm not experienced. No, I've you... had I've had wine. I've had Austin. You give me. Almost every alcoholic thing I've drinking almost given me. Like <laughs> I'm a no guy. Jack and Coke. You made me like Seagrams. No, Sarah Seagrams. Seagrams are good too. Those Ooh. are fucking good. I don't care if you call them a girl drink. Them shit delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, you have like nine of them and then all of a sudden you can't feel your legs. <laughs> I'm glad seltzers are part of the deal. They're socially acceptable. Well, this now. isn't even a seltzer, it's just like a, a beer. It's like a, a Seagram's is I but it's similar. It's to a similar, seltzer. but it's better. Yeah. So I'm drinking a seltzer right now. I'm drinking these fruit carts. Benny Seltzer fans out we might, there. We might have to try these after the episode. Yeah. Oh, definitely, dude. They are delicious. Strawberry, pineapple. Um, okay, that calories. does sound pretty good. Dude, the best alcohol I've ever had, though, was that day we went golfing and you got us the can apple orchard. Yeah. I don't oh, know those why. Those are so good. I don't know why that hits harder than the bottled. It was delicious. Tastes a little more appley, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's let's jump into it, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're continuing the twelve days of Podmas. We're on day, yeah. Um, <laughs> so by I'm sure you guys can tell by the title, we watched uh, Christmas with the Cranks, which is a 2004 Christmas movie about the Cranks who are trying to skip Christmas because their daughter went to join the Peace Corps, and they're like, "Man, I'm depressed." I was uh, very surprised. Uh, she must have went to college. Blair, their daughter, must have went to college nearby because. Or she just never went to college, and now she's just like going to the peace I gotta see the world. Yeah, no, well, we when we discuss this at the end, I think that neighborhood kind of makes you want to just leave. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, continue. Are you gonna synopsis? Yeah, I'll just yeah, do yeah, a, yeah, yeah, still a quick through. synopsis. So, 
They decide because Blair went to the Peace Corps, they're like, we're going to skip Christmas and go on a cruise because we'll save money, which we'll come to Christian's point here in a minute about the art of the deal. Going to go on this cruise because we'll save half as much because we spent $6,100 last year on Christmas. So the wife's like, all right, I guess we'll go. And then they try to skip Christmas, but the whole neighborhood with their cultish mentality was like, you can't skip Christmas or else we'll eat you. In a sense. That's not really what they said, but they basically acted like it. So then they find out, oh, Blair's coming home on Christmas Eve. And we normally have a Christmas Eve party. And she doesn't know that we're not going to have a Christmas party. So the whole neighborhood has to come together and put a party together and basically act like Luther, the main character, is not an asshole everybody i think i think it's a pretty good synopsis yep got all them the that's like the spark notes you know yeah uh that's i think a, most that, people have seen it although i have not i had not seen this film uh i've always known it was like it's one of those you know you go through one of the best funny christmas movies oh christmas of the cranks gotta watch it. and uh it, it was cool getting to see it because very recently, like going through other Christmas movies for Potamus, I look at lists and stuff and uh, to try to gauge like, uh, what's the dialogue, you know, uh, on all these classic movies. And some people are like Christmas with the cranks, a throne, hilarious. Unless you're on IMDb, because right now IMDb has a rating of 5.4 out of 10. Okay. And that's the other side. People are saying it's, it was on lists of overrated Christmas movies. So then I'm like, oh, what's going to happen here? You know, are they going to say some racy stuff? Like, you know, I, that's not really what I thought, but I'm just saying, you know, it was fun finding out and I turned out to like the movie quite a lot. So what we've learned, especially with things going on in pop culture the last weekend, uh, decide for yourself if you like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think this Experience. movie is a uh, star driven for sure. Oh, yeah, because. This movie is based on a book called Skipping Christmas um, by John Grisham. And when I was looking at the synopsis and everything, I was like, that's boring. I just watched the movie. Let me not read that. Went to the reviews and everybody absolutely shits on this book for just being like, who in the right mind would skip out on a 10 day cruise to like put themselves through like Christmas Eve hell and, you know, like do everything you're not supposed to like you know it it's a little far-fetched and that's where i could see the overrated part coming in but the star power jay kurds jamie lee curtis you got a little tim allen you got dewey from malcolm in the middle you got dan Aykroyd, ufo I, extraordinaire and you know they <laughs> they do a great job of focusing on the main characters and uh and just giving the people exactly what they'd expect from a Tim Allen kind of film. Like, you know. Certain flavor. Comedy, serious, funny faces. Him and Robin <laughs> Williams are really good at like those like funny faces. Yeah, just like, like with hey, the eyebrows. Hey, and, like, oh, hey. Literally. I wish you guys could see us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then De Niro too. Putting him yeah. up there. Yeah. But he just has, but he just Scrunched has a st- face. But he just has a stank face the whole time. Robin Williams and Tim Allen kind of do different faces. True. De Niro's True. just kind of like, did somebody just fucking shit? Like an older De Niro. Did somebody just fought in the premises of a master such as myself? <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Oh, no. Austin's face is scrunched and he's like squinting. <laughs> Wrong. I, th- I see a turtle head popping out of his bum. That's how hard he's <laughs> he's squinching right now. 
There's a turtle playing peekaboo in my butt. I'm crowning. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hopefully the last it. episode doesn't have you guys freaking out about how fucking off the rails Christian went. Yeah, I heard it. Um, that was only a pretty. flash of the whole dialogue. Okay, that goes on in my mind. That was just a little <laughs> Nelson nugget. Christian's brain's like the galaxy; it's just ever expanding, and we just catch certain glimpses of it. I do be thinking I have a tuber though. We we look here like. <laughs> 200 light years behind in Christian's brain right now. Oh, yeah. Christian's like, you guys haven't even begun to understand why. Uh, how, how does this uh, feel? Uh, uh, the, how does the crank symbolize the geopolitical intricacies of uh, the Middle East? Uh, and that was like from like 17 years ago. And we're just now hearing it. <laughs> yeah, but we're just now hearing it. It's crazy how well synced up it is. So. Like, must be Egyptian. <laughs> So, Christian, I want to hear, one, your favorite moment, but two, why you kept talking about the art of the deal this entire time. Okay. Art of the deal is a very important part of my review. <laughs> um, so, like I said, first time seeing the movie, um, um, just to touch on what George said real quick about it being a book, that's kind of interesting because, like, Freaky Friday, Freaky Friday, oh my god, I said Friday like an old person, I hate that shit, Freaky Friday. <laughs> Nevada. Nevada, Muslims, like these like old people pronouncing's weird. <laughs> but anyhow, Freaky Friday is another Jamie Lee Curtis film that was based on a book, which I also found interesting. Like, oh shit, that was a book? Um there's th books in the world? <laughs> Bro, I can't read. I don't know what the symbols mean. <laughs> but uh it's hard to imagine this film that we just watched, Christmas with the Cranks, being a book. Because seeing the emotion. And like seeing the gears turn on, you know, Luther, that's Tim Allen's character, his face and his wife's face, it really kind of like sold you on their motivations. Like everything made sense. But getting into the art of the deal. Okay. So the opening of this movie, Luther is like, we spent $6,000 on Christmas last year. Can you believe it? And that's after daughter Blair is uh, going to the Peace Corps. They're like, oh, Christmas isn't going to be the same. Luther, he's a schemer. He has to sell it, this idea to his wife. What if we went on a cruise for Christmas? We didn't put up decorations. We didn't do greeting cards. We didn't go to parties. None of that crap. He has to sell her the idea. So he runs the finances. He's like, it cost $6,000 for us to put on Christmas last year. 10-day cruise to the, the Caribbean. You know, all expenses, all inclusive. $3,000. We save money on Christmas? And yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Nora is her name in the movie. She goes... Hot stuff. She, she's pretty... Look, look, first, you guys were talking about it. She looked kind of like Granny tier, but like... It was the clothes she wore in the opening scene. She was dressing unfuckable. Yeah, she was definitely... No, that's true. No, she was wearing the Granny clothes. She had the Christmas vest on, like the like candy cane looking ass. But uh, later, when she was, she was in that bikini, yeah. Okay. Ooh -wee. Yeah. And she looked. She looked really good there. When she was reading, uh, like books to like what was it like cancer kids or something? Later in the film, she's like reading a book to um. She was like in a hospital reading a book to kids. Was I fucking not there? I don't remember. You were. You were getting a drink. I think oh. it was part of their like their donations. Like, oh, yes, we do the donation, and she yep. reads the book for the kids. 
she's wearing this like tight turtleneck and her look bad okay all right she did i look great i guess we're into gilfs now fair we're fair as you know no well this is this is this is jamie lee curry like it's it's like it's not just like oh that could have been any old woman who is almost passing. It's like, no, it's just, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like socially, like, acceptably loved by, I think, everybody. Are there Jamie Lee Curtis haters? Like, I haven't heard of one. And here we are. Oh, well, yeah, if you're a Republican, you hate her. She look, I don't know where her yeah, politics are, but probably. she had that bob cut in Freaky Friday, so I think she's liberal. Yeah, oh, def. Oh, definitely. Def. Def. I freak her Friday. So, uh, in that one scene, Chris, um, where she is in her bikini. There was a, their priest walked by. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions. Just as soon as I saw that first thing is like, do priests like get off to that? Cause I'm assuming they don't watch porn. So they like wait for these moments to like see a chick in a bikini and they like take mental photographs. Do you guys think like priests like, like get off? That one did. Now we all know the, like the, the old-fashioned loophole that priests have. You know? The, I was gonna they say, jerk off in the confession room, and then they're just like, I confess for my sins. I, con- I, I come for my sins. I was kids. But yeah. I was just yeah. I was we're, just, we're, it just came to my head if they did that. Christian and I were thinking the same thing. Just Catholic. All right, let's say Christian. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Christian. Yeah. So, but no. All right. Second question is, do they ever get to take off those like that robe or like those clothes. No. Like it, imagine you went to the beach. You got to stay in your, in your black and then your little, what, what even is that a little necktie thing? What it's called you, a leash so they can keep you on a tight leash for the Lord hmm. and brainwash you. I love it. No, I was just, those were two questions. Curious. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, priests, odd people ah yes gotta figure ah, yes, this out a priest he has the white piece on his neck yes priest. Her, yes first he looks at uh father excuse me oh yeah father i have respect uh, no i have one dad <laughs> first he looks at nora in the bikini because she's at a tanning booth. they gotta they gotta tan her vacation right that's like the whole premise of the scene first he looks like offended like oh oh nora's canceling christmas and here she is in the, in the mall in a bikini and you think like she he's gonna be like super judgmental, right? And then he like totally checks her shit out, like and like you know, like okay, yeah, yeah. She mean she's older, but like what's up top? It doesn't look too bad, okay? And that's the only way I'll put it. It was a skimpy two piece. And that's up for interpretation. You know, we want a dialogue here on the Luke Orb Cinema podcast. So if if you would like to uh you know, just just let us know in the comments. Tell us what you think yeah, about we have a, we have a, If you guys go to our website, we have like a complaint folder, don't we? Go straight to the website. Uh, you just open it and it goes, ha ha, nobody cares. <laughs> With a picture of all three of us just flipping you off. <laughs> Not even that much. It's just a 404. So I think 404 I should... and then into a Rick roll. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> into meat uh, so we got off the track for some, you know, we we're obviously there. Yeah, was some, we we're talking about the art of the deal. There were some distractions, okay, that got us off the track. The art of the deal. Uh, Tim Allen, Luther pulls the art of the deal, saying, "Ah, for half the cost, we can go on a ten day Caribbean cruise, and it's gonna be awesome. And we'll 
don't have to do all the Christmas stress. So obviously, yeah, I, I say, oh, art of the deal, right? Um, then later, right, the art of the deal permeates this whole film for me, right? Because then they're in bed. Nora is not sold yet, okay? And you think she's just against outright. No, no, no. She has her own angle, right? She wants him to still do the... Do- he tries to say all of Christmas is canceled. We're not doing our donations for the year to the, you know, the cancer kids or whatever the hell it is. Police, friggin' church, everything. You know, yeah, the end the church donations. And uh, she says, they're sitting in bed and she says, I just feel so bad about the donations. And well, he says, like, are oh, you going to let $600 keep you from going on this cruise? Exactly. And then he says, you know what? All right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. We'd still do the donations, but cancel the rest of Christmas. But you're missing the line she said, though. How did she say it? Because he goes, he goes, you're, he goes, you're going to let $600 keep you from going on this cruise. She goes, no, you are. And just flips oh, it on him. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. See, it's the whole thing. I'm like giving the spark notes version. Oh, yeah. But it, it, like you said, it's permeating right there. That's, that's number two right there. The, the moment there that made me say art of the deal was Nora's pretending like she's completely against it. But then when he puts out a counteroffer, she immediately get, and gets her way with the donation. She says, all right, sounds good. I'll start packing. <laughs> so then it's like, oh, she's on the art of the deal. Okay. Um, and to finish the art of the deal saga, right? Later in the film, and if you've seen this, you know, like we're gonna spoil it, obviously, but like watch the damn movie. It's funny. Okay. A burglar gets caught and he's in the cop car, right? The police uh help bring their daughter Blair from the airport to the Christmas party at the end, right? Burglar is sitting in the car. He dropped a stereo earlier. But I'm not gonna give you context on why I watched the film. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he convinces Dewey, okay, and the, the kid that plays Dewey's in this film. Spike. Spike is the name of the child, but we call him Dewey. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. You know, sorry. That, that's who you are now. If you don't know Malcolm in the Middle, you know, stop listening. He convinces Dewey. The prequel Dewey. to Breaking Bad. <laughs> See, we got to get on those theories, like the, the iCarly, uh, Drake and Josh theory. What is his name? Crazy Bob or Crazy Steve? Because yeah. y'all called me Crazy Steve when I got my haircut. In eighth yeah, grade. you did look like Crazy Steve. That's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, I'm fucked up for that one. Don't think I forgot that shit. I did. It's etched in my memory forever. Um, the burglar is cuffed in the cop car, and the the burglar tells Dewey, you know, Dewey's like the dumb, impressionable kid. the The burglar's like, oh, I'm starving, and I gotta see my family for Christmas. If you just let me, you know, unlock my cuffs and let me out, uh, I just got to go do my business and then I'll come back to the cop car and say, let me get something to eat. Yeah, I just got to get something to eat. And Dewey's like, okay, as long as we have, you know, you come back and we have a deal. So boom, the burglar, his art of the deal right there. Impeccable. Right. Um, So the art of the deal was definitely a positive plot experience through this film. And George thought in the beginning that she was reading the art of the deal, but you're like, no, she should read like chicken noodle soup or some shit. Dude, it was- they should fucking Photoshop it in low key subliminal. Cause I- at the end of it all, I mean, it was, this was a Volkswagen commercial. We discussed that <laughs> at the end, Marty flies away. I mean, Santa flies away in a Volkswagen in his sleigh. Excuse yeah. you. Yeah. Volkswagen bug. 
what was that movie herbie disney yeah, yeah the talking well no it's not a talking car it's an alive car oh which it's so sentient car not like cars where yeah. it's like human features it's like no here's a vehicle but it's alive <laughs> which is quite ominous and i would always every time you get inside of it movie. it gets a little creepy yeah every time you play with its steering wheel you just get into ah oh right there does that make your engine purr darling <laughs> did you sit in the back seat this time my oil needs to be changed all right <laughs> put your mouth on the exhaust so chris so yeah, please, yeah, yeah. Please tell us what you really enjoyed about this, because I want to hear what you thought. Because this is the first time you've seen it. Okay. Um. So I can give you my my. I have some points that I want to go over this one, but like I can just give you like my overall. You want to hear the overall? Like, sure. All right. So see, I got my spark notes here. <laughs> You know, because then I'll like drag on and I'll make like eight paragraphs. Okay, so for, first big bullet thing about this movie, it's about judgmental whites, and that's so fucking relatable <laughs> because, <laughs> like, correct. Okay, so the cranks decide. Okay, we're not doing Christmas this year. We're not hanging up the giant frosty, the snowman. You know, and th- this is like the white neighborhood that does extra. Everybody puts up like like Griswold tier decorating right every year, and so they're. They're pissed that their neighbors, the cranks, aren't doing it. So um, they're just judgmental through the whole damn movie. Like the cops pull up and try to sell uh, them a calendar for like a for like a good cause, right? And uh Luther's like, no, we don't need a calendar this year, right? He he's he's st- Luther is standing his ground. Okay, he's <laughs> saying, We're Christmas, we're not doing it. We're not letting one little little thing through you know draw that line you know stand your ground state when the carol carolers came up if you give them an inch they'll take a mile exactly you gotta you gotta just set that hard line so and oh, it, the it, lines back there you already crossed it's so not get to punch you on site and i enjoyed it with nora like also started being like combative like first she was kind of frail then she's like you know what i'm pissed off too now which i enjoyed <laughs> but and, you know, and then, like, he doesn't buy the calendar. Then the police officers start talking crap with the neighbors. Like, these are the most sus fucking neighbors ever. They're just talking shit. Which, like, if you live in a, in a judgmental, like, white neighborhood or, like, any circle, you're like, damn, I know what that's like. That's funny as fuck. So it's very relatable. Um, It becomes wholesome, though, at the end, when uh, basically, like, Blair comes back and they got to put on the party. So now it's, like, Christmas heist time, right? I love how all the neighbors, they were like judgmental shitheads through the whole movie. But then they're like, oh, we got to help our neighbor. Okay, guys. And they put on the party for them. Like, that was really nice. It gave that real Christmassy vibe. Uh, Luther's character gets like, like res- his, his like arc gets resolved. And he's like, yeah, I, I was being a Scrooge this whole time. And he gave the, his neighbor with cancer the cruise. And it was like an act of kindness. And it's like, oh, badass. And uh, Ned. <laughs> Do, do you guys want to cover the arc of Ned? Do one of you, because I've been talking? The arc of no, Ned. <laughs> I, Ned, he was funny to me, but I don't know. I don't want to cover an arc of him. There is no arc. He just ended up in one it's spot. A brief, it's a brief arc. It's just a spike. It's like a fucking bump in the speed bump. <laughs> that was my arc. Yeah. I, will, I guess it's like hit a it, cherry it, on hit, top. Hit the, hit the point. Hit the qualm. So, 
Ned is this like weird old guy who like nobody knows why he's hanging around the family. Earlier in the film, Luther was running in the store to get white chocolate for oh, his. Oh, you mean Marty? Mm. You mean Marty? Did I say Marty? Who the hell's Ned? Ned's, Ned's the, the guy that was on the fucking roof, stuck to frost. I'm like, that's why I was like, I'm like, I like him. nerdy like white people names. Ned, Marty, ah, it's all the same. Okay, so Marty, yes, yeah. Excuse me, Ned Flanders. Uh, your excuse. God bless you, Mortimer. Martimer. Marty is. <laughs> So earlier in the film, like there's a guy dressed up as Santa Claus selling umbrellas when it's pouring out. Luther's running into the store to get white wife chocolate for his woman, right? And he has to go back in like eight times because he gets the wrong thing. She says, "You got to talk to the butcher for the chocolate." He's like, I, "You know, I didn't think to ask the butcher where the chocolate is." Yeah, and he's like arguing with Nora about like, "Oh, I don't know where the chocolate is." He's, it's like a boomer thing. Like oh, they didn't have any, so. As he goes in, this guy dressed up as Santa keeps trying to sell him a damn umbrella. Okay. And he says, oh, you sure could use an umbrella. And, you know, it was a funny scene. He gets drenched and it's funny. Then this old guy named Marty, like, starts talking to the wife and hanging around and he appears at the party. And it's really weird. Right. And then it turns out, like, nobody knows who he is, but Marty's a cool guy because, like, vibes with, with Blair's husband. And he, brought, he brought the ham, to too. husband. He brought the hickory smoked ham, too. Oh, and he brought the new hickory smoked ham. He's the more so delicious. Nobody knows who this Marty guy is, but he's a chill guy. You know, and that's like, okay, fair enough. Who cares? Then the burglar runs out, right? At the end, he's trying to rob the place. And as he makes off, a guy dressed up as Santa Claus hits the burglar and stops him, hits him with an umbrella, right? Then, you know, Luther comes out and is like, what's going on here? The Santa says, told you you could have used an umbrella. Ba-doom. Full circle. Clicked. And then he looks, Luther and the Santa look in the eyes. Marty was the Santa from the beginning. And everybody's like, oh, that's why he was hanging around. Great little tie-in. So, and then. I, I wonder if that's how it is in the actual book. It has to be. There's no Marty in the book. It could be like a Shining situation. They said, ah, oh, half of this is like the book. The other half, we just. Spaghetti at the wall. That shit sounded cool. So we put it in. Spaghetti at the wall. Sonya at the wall. What about, you know? Friday again, Garfy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a rating for this yet? Or are you, uh, you still contemplating that in your mind? Oh, I, uh, my rating? I have a rating. There's more shit I want to talk about, but I've been home for eight hours. So you guys got to talk now. But you want, you want, you want to give me, you want me to give my rating first, though? Yeah. Oh. It's like, a, it's more than four, because it's pretty funny. I'd say like a 4.2. Sounds about right. Pretty good. I was impressed. Awesome. 4.2 pineapple. Correct. By the way, I'm getting a board made soon. Promise. We're <laughs> going to get our poster in here and then we're going to get a board that we can start oh. inserting our rating so we can have a reference to remember. Well, I still think we should only have the wall of five. So like right now, I think it's only Borat. No, and yeah, that goes special. I'm thinking about putting Borat that on the, the Christmas roof. story. Like that should go on the roof. So like it's always above us. It's like the gods, <laughs> like the five pineapple gods, commandments in stone. Eventually, I'll get this ceiling fan changed out, and we'll have a pineapple, <laughs> like instead of a ceiling. Okay. So, uh, what about you, George? Tell us about this film and what you think about it. Yeah, so I watched this movie a long time ago, probably when it first came out. I it made me realize um, when they started talking about Hickory Smoked Ham. Uh, I, that's all I wanted to eat. I believe for like the next 
like four Christmases because I would always <laughs> watch the movie and I'd be like, I want a ham for Christmas. I, I just had that connection. It's like one of those young childhood memories where you're like, that's where that came from. But anyways, other than the hickory smoked ham, it wasn't as good as I remembered as it was. And I kind of wish I wouldn't have watched it again. You know, like I wasn't upset with us watching it, but after watching it, I'm like, damn, I remember that movie being kick ass. Like I remember watching it all the time and you know, it still had its, its hitting points. Um, to me though, I don't know what it was ever since growing up, like snowy movies, snowy vibes. I just can't jive with it. Oversaturation. It's, maybe you've seen too many. You of just them. don't know what it's possibly. Like. Because like those were like my favorite childhood movies. Because Home Alone. <laughs> you live in Vegas. Where the fuck's the snow? Right. And then I would watch it all the time and then oversaturation. So that makes sense. There are some um, things that I need to get across that were like major mm, morale points or like really. May I add that George has an entire notebook in front of him? Yeah. Yeah. But we, we've hit a lot of this stuff, believe it or not. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis took up a good portion of one of the pages. Uh, is that a drawing oh i didn't know you're such an artist George. easy chris flips over notebook nothing to see here okay um the length that parents go to impress their kids it's it's like highlighted to the max in this movie because i know me and like i know right now had i been in that same situation that they were in where their daughter's coming back unexpectedly I'd be like, oh, awesome. You know, we're leaving. You know, you can't just say you're going to randomly show up and expect all this shit to happen. But Blair on her way home just kept demanding shit. You know, like, mom, Frosty's up, right? I sure do hope there's that honey baked ham there that I love. And uh, <laughs> I hope you went to the store and bought this thing that you only could have bought six months ago. That. And then I think she asked for her to like make like a pie. Yes. It was caramel like a, pie. Yes. I. It sounded good. It did. And especially if Jamie is making it yummy. The kit. Does the pie have any cream in it? No, but it has her blood, sweat, and tears. Possibly a little bit of her cream. That's all I'm going to say. I hope. But not for Blair. Just for me. Because obviously she's not fucking Tim Allen. Because that dude is way too grumpy. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. I just had to go back. Wait. When 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 Luther was art of the dealing her in the beginning, he had this funny look on his face because he had like just thought of the idea, and Nora interpreted it as like we gonna fuck. Yes, and she started unbuttoning her fucking candy cane vest, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Yeah, Nora, Nora was down for the candy cane. She was, she was at that moment in time. But I just feel like you know Luther was so upset all the goddamn time, like the man. It was just like cum was coming out of his eyeballs. He was so mad. Who cancels Christmas? It's a man that has come coming out of his eyeballs. That's a last ditch hope to save his fucking dying marriage. His daughter finally leaves. He's like, we haven't porked in six months. Let me get on out of here. Let me go bang her in the fucking Caribbean. That's just all. And then all of a sudden she's just like, oh no, the daughter's just more important. And that goes to show. I think if they make a sequel to this, there's definitely a divorce. Oh my God. There's definitely... Because I think they don't show it, but like, what if he went back in and she was like, you know, I told 
uh, I told Blair about the cruise and she wants us to go. And then he's just like stuck there and is like, I just gave that shit up. The fuck you mean? And she gets mad at him. And then that's like, I feel like she wouldn't know because she was more into the fact of seeing Blair and her new future husband after they'd only been dating. They dated longer than the Confederacy has been around. What was a husband's name? And Enrique, right? Enrique. Enrique. Enrique from the police that picked him up. All the racist white people there. What's a a Enrique? Dude, isn't it kind of crazy? I don't know if it's just because it's being highlighted more, but um, like all these old films, like you're just like, whoa, how did they get away with this? Like it was funny. Yeah, you know, and it's like people, people got to realize that. Okay, second thing. And then I will wrap it up with uh, what I want to see in more Christmas movies. First thing, when he was, uh, when Luther was going on the cruise, finally planned it all out. And he was like really giving the middle finger, like walk around his office saying like, hey, I won't be here for Christmas. He printed out about 35 to 40 flyers on some premium cardstock. This looks like some shit you'd put on a resume. Nice little signature at the bottom thing. I won't be here for Christmas. You guys could pretty much all go kiss my ass, right? Because who the fuck does that? But I'm going to do that the next time I go on vacation just to alert everybody. See, and I told you that's kind of like what I did because I, I made like a post in, in, uh, in the Slack channel. I was like, hey, y'all, have a good holiday. See y'all next year. And then, and then my, little, my little message icon when you go to message me says, oh, this person isn't receiving notifications. They, and then I have a message that says, on vacation till January 4th. You brought this up. It is it is valid, right? But you're not going on a 10-day fucking cruise to the Caribbean. No, I'm going on a two-week vacation. So, you know, he's really sticking it to him there. And that's a I real baller move. If you, if you put a paper Luther, in somebody's hands, they have no excuse for not knowing. Right? This is how Luther got off. You know what I mean? Because, you know, he's tired. Come coming out of she his eyes. It. He goes, watch this. Yes, no, comes coming out of his eyes, and he's like, let me just fucking just stick it to everybody in this office right now. And mentally, I think he got off. Mentally. Okay, and then last thing. Um, there are points in time in this movie where it is pouring snow, right? And I, I'm just sick and tired of seeing it in some, some of these Hollywood movies. I want to see these actors in the fucking frigid cold. Put Tim Allen's ass in some actual snow in that same exact outfit he was wearing. And I promise you, we're going to get some more authentic, real acting coming out of it all. It gets fucking cold. Yeah, like these people. I have not seen the hateful eight. They film in actual snow. I don't know, but like they make it like authentic. Like they have to like nail the door shut. And every time they open the door to like the cabin, everybody else, it's cold. Nail that shit shut. And, you know, Samuel Jackson has like eight scarfs on and goggles. And oh, man, I haven't seen I gotta, it. I got to watch that. Highly recommend. It's fucking long. Okay. Though, but no, but it's a Tarantino. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Cowboys into snow. Got to like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my overall new pineapple rating for this movie. You ask me at eight o'clock this morning, what's my pineapple rating of this movie? I would for sure say like four point five. Um, new pineapple ranking of this movie. It's a 3.5. It dropped a full pineapple for me. Um, and I don't know if it's just cause I've watched it too many times or if this time when I watched it, I really was like, this is all kind of really like stupid. 
partially too because of this next film that we're going to be watching after this is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, so oh, you're wow. just like, let's hurry this up so I can watch my favorite one. No, please, come on. All right. No, but that's it. Um, There's nothing else that really catched my eye from that film. Austin. Austin, what about this? You start with your pineapple rating and then give us the reasoning why after. Uh, mine is the same as yours. I'm going with a 3.5. And the reason why is because of oversaturation. E? Vanessa watches this every Christmas at least 50 times. This, this is very scientific, right? Because we talked about the dialogue. Of now people are saying it's overrated. I've seen it for the first time and I, it's in pretty good standing. It's fresh for me, but you guys. I don't think it's overrated. It's just I don't think it's the best Christmas movie. I'm not I'm not putting on an overrated list. It's, I will still sit down and watch it. But now it's just like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, Luther, ah, ha. <laughs> it, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah, but uh, 3.5. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I really like the the burglaries. Like, you promised on your kids. What kids, you little shit? <laughs> you got no goddamn kids. That's some real Dewey type shit. If everyone like, and it was made in that point in time where Malcolm in the Middle was popping, and people were probably like, "Oh my god, Dewey!" That, that's probably who really sold that movie. Possibly not even Tim Allen or Jamie Lee Curtis, just Dewey. He does play like a a cool little shithead. What's he doing now? Is he just an older shithead? Um, Good question. Before you continue, I I just wanted to ask you guys: Do you guys think? Vic Frohmeyer was tied into the mob because his son had a goddamn police radio in his house. No, because I know plenty of white people who like kids have shit like that. Mm. I have a whole narrative and that's something I've wanted to cover. Okay. So I will use this opportunity to go go ahead. Tell us about Vic Frohmeyer and his and Mr. Salieri. Let me pull my file out. Salieri. Okay. So Luther denies the, the guy, the 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 guy with the scouts that's selling the Christmas tree, right? Yep. He's like, we don't need one this year. So like, they're like, oh, you know, they're mad because they don't get Luther's business. He tells Vic Frommeyer, he's like almost like the head of the neighborhood, kind of. He's like, he's like unofficial HOA. Yeah. So and then it shows Vic Frommeyer, you know, big imposing, like, you know, head shit kind of looking guy. And he looks at their house. He's like, oh, the neighborhood it doesn't like that. And so I'm like, dude, he looks like a fucking boss. He's the head of the Christmas mob. And you know, it's like a one-off joke. Right? That. Late, later in the film, he, the, the neighbors send... Uh, uh, and, and some of this is about Vic and some of it's not, but I'll make it quick. One of the other neighbors sends Christmas carolers to their house. Like, oh, yeah. The, the cancer patient's husband. Yes. Because um, they're like, Haha, you know, they're skipping out on Christmas. Let's send them carolers, right? When the car- carolers roll up and start singing... Luther and Nora get on the ground and crawl around, like <laughs> to like hide and like protect themselves from it, right? And so, you know, I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, when the when the 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 Model T pulls up and guys like file out with Tommy guns, everybody's the house, bud. Everybody ducks down under the you know behind the desks and shit. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Okay, so then like that wasn't necessarily about Vic Cromire, but I got some mob vibes. The other thing that fucking like cemented it, right, was when they were when they were planning the party at the end, they had to this somebody had to get Blair from the uh the airport. So Vic Frommeyer, right? He 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 orders the cops to do it. 
he's like i could i could arrange the ride and he has the two police officers doing it so like boom cops are on his payroll well because they go they go we can't do that he goes do i need to call the chief yeah he says do i need to call the chief dude he's the fucking head of the christmas mob like (laughs) i was like first it was just a joke then i'm like damn i was right i'm scared of this guy i would have messed with him so definitely he's definitely a mob boss there's no there's no refuting that in my mind the name too the name vic vic from vic vic Vic, what are you doing? I'm looking at UFOs. Leave me alone. Vic. And uh and Dan Aykroyd, he he was he was the one who was selling vodka too, right? Yeah, he has his own vodka. He would go on talk Crystal, shows. Crystal Skull. Yeah, Crystal Skull, right? He'd be like, uh, he'd go on talk shows to sell his uh his uh I forget what vodka. Vodka. It's Crystal Skull vodka, and he'd be like, ah, it's made through in this river with these minerals. Uh there's no antifreeze in it. No way. And, and then the person on the show would be like, What? Excuse me? It doesn't have I don't think any vodka has antifreeze in it. And then he he'd like he he's just trying to talk shit about other brands of vodka, like, ah, oh, all the bad stuff they have in them. It's like having antifreeze in it. So then like he kind of like sabotaged himself because nobody's gonna think there's antifreeze in vodka unless you specifically tell them there's no antifreeze in this. So Dan Aykroyd in now, he, apparently he's a UFO guy. Oh, so. not now. He's been one for like 40 years. So what do you know about Vic in that sense, in the UFO sense? Oh, I was you just making fun of him because it was Dan Aykroyd. The, the actor is in the UFO. Vic, yeah, I, know I know. Well, he's been on he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast multiple times. So that's all they talk about. Ooh, I got to check those out. And Dan Aykroyd's like, one. there was a saucer and it was right in front of us and my butt was sore afterwards. <laughs> You were just on acid at a gay party. <laughs> the Ghostbusters couldn't do that. Okay, so back to you gave it a 3.5 oversaturated. You want to just hit some of your favorite points? Yeah, so like one of them was the kid. Oh, what your kids? He's like, what fucking kids? What the fuck you mean kids? Uh, the other one was uh, uh, Luther just hanging like by his leg and he was like, I'm. It was a suicide attempt, but I read the instructions wrong. Yes, that was a great one. That's yeah. a great line. And, uh, and then they just cut him down. They don't even like help him. They just cut it and boom, he just falls. So those are those are like my standout moments for me. So is this something that you know as as your little boy keeps growing up? Oh, he's already seen it fifty times. Okay, but I know. But once he starts getting to the point where he's like memorizing the stuff. Like, are you going to like permanently ban the movie at every point in time in your house? Yeah, yeah. I, good luck with that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> I go. This movie's no more. And Vanessa goes, "You're no more." All right. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch, y'all. Yeah, you can watch whatever you want on the couch. Yeah, she goes. You got your phone, bitch. Take that shit with you. <laughs> you got your little clickety clackety iPad. Take it. Chrome Chromecast it. Okay. Like poor. No, no, no. Chromecast it to the TV. Yeah, my poor. No. <laughs> your what? Apple TV up in this big one. Oh my god! Okay, big baller over <laughs> here. Okay, my uh, one of my questions I have for you guys: Do you guys or have you ever gone to the movies on Christmas Day? Because yes. this is something that was really big. Uh, my family never did it, but I was wondering if you guys like yes. would do that. The the I've only ever done it once, and it was uh, it was a Christmas gift from me to Vanessa, and it was to go see Star Wars Episode Seven. And I got the tickets on Christmas Day. So we went Christmas night at like 11. This was 
years. Yeah, when it first came out, this was years ago. It was it was awesome. It, we it was like three other people in the theater. They were like basically giving away stuff because it was Christmas. They were like, "Here, uh, wh- what are you guys ordering? Uh, large popcorn. Uh, the 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 dobs, like the little like ice cream bites. Dibs. Yeah, dibs. And then like sodas. And they're like, I oh, just pay for the popcorn. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, just pay for. And I pay for the popcorn. They give me everything else for free. Oh my! God. And I was, and this was at this was at this uh, Galaxy Theater Center uh, Cannery. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh my god! So yes, I've I've done it once and it was cool, but uh, usually no, usually uh, for us Christmas is Christmas Eve with her family and then Christmas morning with my family. So we're usually pretty busy that weekend. Same, same here, same exact thing. Hispanics celebrate at Christmas Eve. Yep. Do you guys? Uh, we've n- I've never been to the movies on Christmas. Never. Never. Usually Christmas Day, my parents are like recovering from getting real messed up the night before. Oh yeah, we'll usually <laughs> we'll usually go back over, and there's leftovers. Always bomb. Always bomb. Thanksgiving too. Thanksgiving leftovers. So do you open up Christmas's uh, gifts in the morning? Christmas morning. Uh, we we kind of split it. Like the gifts I get for Vanessa, we we wait till with my family. Okay. But um, like there with them, yeah, we open Christmas Eve. Sweet. Uh, but we all kind of like because her family they have kids and everything like her uh her sister her older sister has kids excuse me so we um they kind of do the same thing they'd be like all right you can we'll we'll bring some to open at grandma's and then the others you open at home simple enough yeah cool 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 what about you chris um so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> I've never celebrated Christmas before in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're like uh, coming in. Like I'm, I'm a Hasidic. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but uh, not there's anything wrong with that officially. But uh, I ha- I have some more bullet points to talk about Christmas the Cranks. <laughs> answer my question, damn it. I'm going to answer your question first, but I'm just going to let you know, like, so it's not blindsiding that, like, there's. Like, tie it in. I'm just going to whittle if them off. If you don't tie it in good enough, we're cutting you off. I can't tie it in. <laughs> no, you fucking tie it in. You've, mo- <laughs> you've moved it forward. You've moved it forward. All right. Hold on. Anyways. I'll use the men in black thing on us. We forgot. All right. <laughs> I'm a chicken. Okay. Well, look, I'll, I'll whittle off this stuff real fast, and then I'll I will answer your question thoroughly. Okay. But I'm just going to talk about just gives you He just gives you a no, and that's huh. the thoroughly. Never celebrated it. All right. Um. <laughs> so it's like four things, right? One. Rickety Cricket was in the movie. Yes. From It's Shout Always Sunny. Um, and you guys said he acted like the same kind of character in them in Christmas of the Cranks too, right? Yes. He, he plugs in... Uh, he gets electrocuted. Who plugs things in in the snow? Like It's like a big he also no-no. like He also like licked his fingers and like... That is true. Like, like got Lubed the tip wet. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rickety Cricket's this homeless guy. <laughs> oh, he's homeless. You guys didn't tell me he was homeless. Yeah, he's just well. At first, he's not. They make him homeless. They <laughs> they pull him into their schemes, the gang, and they ruin his life. And then he just like assumes the role of this like chaotic like homeless person. He used to be a priest too, which is funnier. They they turn his life backwards and fucking sideways. But it's it's funny because like he always ends up getting shit on because he gets pulled into their schemes, right? So he gets hurt, burned, whatever. He his face looks like Freddy Krueger at one point because. They end up like setting him on <laughs> fire. fire. Um, so it's great seeing him look like it's like, oh, that's the rickety cricket actor. And then he gets electrocuted like black on the fucking oh. snow. That was very funny. B. Wait, we went from one to B. 
Bro, I'm on the I'm on the Russian. We're he gonna said, get back to our numeral number two. It, it's like it's like in high school. And they go, there's only four questions, but the questions are one A, one B, one C, one D, two uh, A, yeah, two they B, say two There's C. only three questions on the homework. One Please A, one B, one C. And the uh, or the the George is that teacher? The military. So we're on beta. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. No, we're on beta. But we're not frat. We're military. No, yeah, no military, but we're changing it to beta. Um, <laughs> you beta ass bitch. <laughs> so. When the, when they're prepping to go on vacation, uh, Luther gets Botox oh, done. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> okay, and his face looks contorted as fuck, almost like they like put some like prosthetic shit on his face. Like it looks so bad. Tell me why? Ain't nothing but a fun. Tell me, tell me why? <laughs> that was beautiful. That was see. That's the kind of transition I'm looking for here. End of my end. All right, all right. I. I I have like a, a standard to, to shoot. For. Yes, you have a rubric. But uh, tell me why. Like the way his eyebrows look kind of like fucked up and almost drawn on and the way his like face scrunched in an unnatural looking way. He looked like Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, you know, Paul McCartney has those like eyebrows that are kind of like real Paul or fake Paul. What I believe to be fake Paul. That's a whole nother that check that out on the truly bizarre YouTube. That's an <laughs> episode coming. <laughs> yeah, bro. But he, he and I'm like, dude, with like. Paul McCartney was like in his 40s and 50s and he looked kind of like he whether you think he's fake or not like he got like lots of su- different surgeries and Botox and shit Paul McCartney had that weird scrunched up face and the fucked up eyebrows yes, John, yes. I love how you assume the face as you were talking about it like slowly like you had your eyebrows up and then you moved your mouth <laughs> no Yoko I'm not going to give you 50% of the rights to the Beatles Yoko <laughs> okay and so I'm like dude it's like spinning like I'm, a, I'm gonna Pull that up and make a side by side because it was like uncanny how fucking funny it was. Um, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Jamie, uh, pull up the 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 Paul McCartney forty five minute conspiracy video. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> but uh, then okay, the honey ham, right? Nora's trying to get a honey ham to to put on the Christmas party last week, right? And uh. She finally gets out the door after paying like a scalper price for off of some random family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another art of the deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nora art of the deals is family. Um. And oh, she. And weird. That's why we believe he's fucking fake, dude. Like, especially in the seventies, people thought he was wearing fake ears and shit because he looks so weird. Like, dude. What? And people say, oh, he just took LSD, so he looks really weird now. <laughs> That's what. That's the other like. He, he, he didn't do LSD. He he got a hold of mustard gas, and that was his drug. Uh, LSD was just nothing for him at that point. That's awesome. The MI, the fucking British government's giving him military grade like chemicals to fucking huff. They're like, <laughs> we need you to write more music, Mister. Um, she she gets she yes. Yeah, so this actually goes back to Art of the Deal. Nora, Art of the Deal's this this husband and the wife. The husband's not on board. She whispers to the wife, you know. Um, she said, oh, Nora says she'll pay any price. She whispers to the wife, oh, you have, you have a kid? Oh, you know, it's never too early to start saving for their future. Which is true. The Gerber Life Protection Plan, the, the commercial that came out like 80 times when I was a kid. <laughs> you wake up at three in the morning. Um, she ordered the deals him and her, and she gets that hand for like, I don't know, $300. Who knows how much she paid, right? She gets outside. She tell me why she fucking drops the ham and it's like a mostly like round egg shaped container and it starts rolling down the street 
A, it looks like the Campbell's, uh, uh, what is it, ravioli commercial? Yeah. Yes. Where the can the is Chef rolling. Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Yep. A totally different product, okay? Chef Boyardee is rolling down the street and like the little Italian music is playing. Also an iconic commercial, now that we talked about it. But anyways, that in itself was funny. But then, in, in, a, in a terrible moment, the ham gets ran over by a semi-truck. And just the you see the meat explode. And like, first, like JFK's head. Yes. First thing I say, dude, JFK. That that's what its assassination looked like. And like the then it then it shows like the meat splattered on the fucking the blacktop, and I just start like laughing hell hard. Yeah, it reminded me of JFK dying. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Next on our list, one B backwards R. Uh, this one's cuck. Um, cuck. Is that a number? Dyke. Dyke. Bro, amateur beta cuck dyke. Ethiopian. I think we're on Ethiopian. Or an Ethiopian. The fucking rattling fucking bone cage. Fucking xylophone xylophone bones. The spooky skeletons. Okay. So look, make this quick. Fucking Luther's putting up Frosty, and he's doing it really autistically on the roof, and he almost falls over because this thing's like weighs a ton, right? He's leaning the wrong way. He looks Frosty in the eyes. He says, "Buddy, we gotta lean the other way, or I'm about to fall and like die or something." So he's looking this Frosty in the eyes, and the Frosty, the eyes glow ominously, like kind of like saying, "You're about to die because I'm gonna fucking kill you." And it was like such a stupid comic moment, but. It was super funny. And then he almost got killed by Frosty. Uh, a failed suicide attempt. Yeah, he didn't read the instructions on uh, the So, And that was it. Those were all my points, okay? Tell me why it ain't nothing but a heartache. Do you open up Christmas gifts on Christmas or do you not celebrate it like you, you ask the movie question first? About seeing movies on Christmas Day. Star, I saw Star Wars Episode 7. And, and I, that was with my brother-in-law, Eric, and his family. Because like they were going, like, oh, you want to come? I'm like, hell yeah. Because, you know, Star Wars is cool. And then the next year, um, when the next one came out. On Christmas, both of them? Okay. It might have been Eve. I don't remember. It was either Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, which you asked for Christmas Day. So if I'm wrong, it might not count. Christmas Eve, I would count, too, to be honest. But, uh. That happened. They should it, just it was fun. call it all Christmas. Let's just combine them. The holiday no times. You're right. I hate when schools do that shit. Ugh. Yeah, all, from the second past the 31st of October, it's Christmas. Agreed. So, there's that, your question. Christmas? Um, We'll do the thing where like you could open one on the night before. Yeah, my family had that before I met Vanessa. That is, yeah, because now you're not there. Does Autumn still get to open one up? Yeah, we all we all do. We all oh, okay, usually cool, do. Cool, cool. But like at Vanessa's house, and we open everything. Everything. Was, yeah. That, it's like it's kind of like oh, they got me stuff. I'm gonna open that tonight. But then if like my parents got me stuff, I open it the next, the, like Christmas morning. Yeah, Cameron gets to double dip like that too. Sick. I know. And then we'll no, open okay. them on. Uh, well, then we'll open them on Christmas morning and. That's that. And then usually we'll go to now we'll go to our grandma's house. Um, that's where because we live on the other side of town now. We live on like 
and they live in like North Las Vegas ish. But uh, we'll go there, and because that's where my uncle and my other cousins go, um, so that's like their congregation. So we have like our little meeting with them, the hub, and then we exchange whatever presents we have. Mostly the present opening is just for my uncle's kids. They're like they're like young kids. It's mostly for them, really. And we do that, and that's nice. And we get to see the family. Christmas, what's up, bro? Yeah, and uh, that's what we do. I think you had another question. Yeah, you said you were going to do the best Christmas gift we've ever gotten. Yes, I did say that, and I've I keep thinking about like which one I'm going to choose. Oh, I already know mine. I think the best one that I ever got was the Xbox One. Okay, Uh, mine's similar. What did you did you get a console? Yeah. Mine, mine has a little bit of a story, a, a small story to it. Mine was the 360. Okay. And I remember because it was like right after re- after the recession. So I was like, oh, we don't have money. I'll ask for it anyways to Santa. Like, cause it, I, up until the 360, I still believed in Santa. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that was when we were super young. Yeah. Uh, third grade, I think is when I got the 360. And my friend at the time, she was like, my mom, she's like, my mom told me what you got for Christmas. She said, she's like, you got a PS3. I'm like, no, I didn't. Cause that's too expensive. Because I remember the PS3 was like way more than the than the 360. Yeah, when they first came out, that. they were like six hundred bucks. Like it took a while. People were like, I'm not, I'm not buying that shit. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, and then Christmas morning, goddamn 360, and it almost gave, it almost blew it because um my mom's parents came over and they got me a Call of Duty three for the 360. And I was like, oh, I don't have that. And they go, oh, we we oh okay. Like they knew like oh fuck, we just fucked up. Dude. They were like, oh, we meant to get that for the PlayStation 2. We can we can change it. And mom's like, yeah, just give us the receipt and we'll take it. And I was like, okay. I didn't think anything of it. And then two days later, a 360? Dude, they gave it away. They hella gave it away. I know that's all you were but thinking about. Work? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just playing through your head. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. No, did, did you pick up on it, though? Like, Oh, yeah. I picked up on it instantly. Okay. I, like, I, I instantly- How could you not? Like, if that's what you're craving, like, imagine our young mind. dumb kid. Dude, but no, like I mean, when you're younger, like something like that, that's the only thing you think about all day. Oh, yeah. Because what you else am I going to think you about? You don't care about anything else. Yeah. What else am I going to think about? Nothing else. Life is so much simpler. So, yeah, I got a 360 and then it, life was good. What about, what about you, Christian? The best Christmas okay. gift you ever got? Funny you say that. It was when I got my first PS3. The first one, because you got to go through eight of those motherfuckers, just like the 360. <laughs> um, It was... By the time I got my first one, it was the slim one because, like, we weren't right. Our family, we can buy the fucking original one. For yeah, so $600. I knew that my friend was lying. <laughs> she said I got. They were getting me the PlayStation Three. Um, it was yeah, it was all the way when like the slim version was out. So like, I waited on that shit. My cousins had the PS3. I'm like, that's so cool. All I had was like a GameCube and a Wii, which not to say that's not a lot because now you can still do. We a lot. privileged, yes. okay. Like to a degree, like different people in my family. See, would, I got the Wii the year after out. the Christmas after I got the Wii. I got the Wii the Christmas of pretty. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't like the Wii as much as I, liked I also the Xbox like realized like a year ago that we always had pawn shop consoles. Honestly, the best place to shop for stuff like that. And my 360 yeah, was hacked. Place. Like, like it was jailbroken. So it had game. It had like music and shit on there. And then it could it, they like modded it so it could it was because it wasn't a backwards compatible one. But this one was. So it was kind of like, oh, well, all right, this is cool. This is still cool. But like the Wii, like it was in a like an easy pawn box. And I was like, <laughs> ah, it's a Wii. For real, bro. You don't give a shit at that point. <laughs> yeah, I just realized. And I was like, huh, I still think nothing different of it. I've gotten many like, because like as a kid, game, games were always my go to present. Like 
Is there a new console? Is there like a new Call of Duty? Is there a new game? What what is it? PS3 like was like the system that like made me like, oh, games are like cool like toys are to where but PS3 was a system that bumped it up to like <laughs> games are like toys where it's like you play and you drop you, you don't care that much. PS3 was like where the addiction started. Yes. So at this point, Christian goes, ah, this is my personality now. Yeah. No, for real. You become your username. Yeah. I became old man G money. Old man. G- I remember that old man G money. My name was always Chris five, two, four, five, one, eight in the beginning. Was that your student number? Which was my student number. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think mine was five two four four eight one. Was my student you should have just went with your student number. Like, you just give out the Chris, just the number. Why didn't you just what go? What do they mean? Why didn't you just go Chris six eight zero zero three xxxx? I'm like, oh, I'll put my name and then what's that the number? Fans? What's the number that I could remember? That's my social. Hey, oh my god, that's why I said t- xxxx. <laughs> ah, I, was, I was very confused. See, nowadays, you know, back then, the the, the older gentlemen were trying to get my social. Now I'm collecting socials from these like <laughs> these Roblox and Fortnite kids. It's so easy. <laughs> the circle of life. Dude, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was definitely Bro. my favorite gift. It was cherished. Well, before we leave, speaking of gifts, I got you guys a little something. Aww. Okay. It's uh it's a dead bird. I please don't pull a dead bird. I'm gonna pull a fucking dead bird out. Dead birds can have a lot of utilities. You want to I didn't wrap these, so if they look good, it's because I didn't do it. That's fine. Oh my That's fine. goodness. A gift's a gift. Glitter. Oh no. Oh, that's. Oh no. Vanessa's gonna think you went to the strip Yay. club. No, she's the one who did this. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna be like, you're fucking thinking of glitter on my hand. That Thank one's you. Christian. This one's. You guys can open oh. it now. You don't have to wait. Oh, trust me, I wasn't. I was, gotta wait till Christmas Day. Oh, you. I forgot your dagger. Oh. Fucking got glitter all over the Zoom. All right. You see what Cameron says when she <laughs> It's what very the nice. fuck were you doing, George? Says to Christian from Austin. We're gonna bust this on the show. Winning the race. No, no, no. Oh yeah, Dad. How the fuck did he know? I got Optimus Prime. I got a little pop retro toy Optimus Prime. Dude, this is you don't open these, right? I don't open them. No, like why would you? My like, mom these- does though, and I yell at her. I know some people that collect these like I didn't say I collect them but I have a lot of them. Dude, this is all, what did you get? Did you get Optimus Prime? I got a Transformers one, but this is Starscream, which I'm not mistaken. He's one of the bad guys. Yeah, he was the he's one, one of the, the Decepticons. Guys. Also pop vinyl. Um I was never into these. I've never had one. Well, now you do. Welcome so to now the club. I'm a, I'm uh what's the opposite of virgin? I'm de flowered. I've, I've been deflowered. Dude, these are the things that are gonna be worth so much. Like dummy I have, amount. I have the when, I have the, like seventy. Yeah, I have one that's already worth two hundred dollars because it's no the, it's the Disneyland Splash Mountain one. And since that ride got changed, and Bro. I bought it this year, and it's already two hundred dollars. I paid thirty bucks for it. You might. So, like on the market on those, do they does it change pretty fast? By the well, way, that, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, guy. I wanted to say I appreciate you guys for uh, putting up my bullshit on the. <laughs> the show well we appreciate that you got us a gift yeah man yeah this um, is definitely i think i'm just gonna set mine like right on our podcast like like joe rogan does yeah no this is a great little starter the boxes are always very nice for displaying them yeah like uh i have a i have a lot of like disney one like i have a i have a huge indiana jones one because obviously why wouldn't i have one but uh i actually had perfect timing because 
the day we went to Disney or the weekend we went to Disney, the second day we were there, they were like, hey, do you like Indiana Jones? Because we're getting Indiana Jones. Show. I was like, no. And he was like, <laughs> oh, well, they just released a new Funko Pop. I'm like, I like Indiana Jones. <laughs> so is it they're called Funko Pops? Yeah, because that's the brand. It's Funko. Funko? Yeah. Where did it say the brand name on here? Did it say it? Yeah, on the top. It's a little logo, oh, a little yellow logo. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the brand who makes them. Yeah, so I have a, I have, like, at work, I have uh, um, Charizard and uh, Bulbasaur, and everybody else makes it, I don't have Squirtle, and then I have, like, a, an E3 Funny. Fallout 76 one, and then at home, I have a Jason from uh, Friday the 13th, I have Indy, and then I have uh, the Matterhorn uh, Disney one, and then I have the Splash Mountain Disney one, and then I have the Indiana Jones Disney one. And then I have like a stormtrooper that Rowan got me. Um, I have a good amount of them now. No, for real. No, you just kept listing those off. Like, yeah, I have a good amount. And I don't even like go looking for them. I just like, oh, that's cool. I'll buy that. That's a, but see, you know, I feel these are the kind of things that can occupy your life a lot. Like yeah. if you were like out there on the like oh, on yeah. the hunt for some, you know what I mean? I remember um, uh, our good friend Franny, uh, he was working at a toy store and I helped him for a day, uh, like organizing the back and, uh, that's when like these these things were like like coming in hot and we just had like boxes of these shits just like huge things and I remember it was like limited to like certain like fandoms but now you can find them for anything like there was some for the office there's uh there's musicians now yeah and I felt kind of bad because it Def Leppard's drummer with no uh, no with one arm <laughs> and I was like oh you guys couldn't put him like younger version of himself with both of his arms unique. So, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to show my appreciation and also because I'm probably going to release this episode on Christmas Day. Oh, so, yeah. He got me Starscream because I'm loud. <laughs> sure. And, I thought- it, and it has a gun. And I <laughs> also have violent, which I didn't know any of them had guns. He has a little, he's holding a little like rifle in the back there. Yeah. So he's loud and he has violent tendencies. I thought. So I feel like this is a very tailored gift. I thought you were going to like have us pull these out and like fight. Like, oh no, don't take him out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got the enemy, I got the I got the good guy. Like bathtub oh, play, you, just you smashing him together. Physically yes. fight. Sure, go ahead and fight. But, right. but only <laughs> I have to get a suit, Optimus Prime suit. <laughs> you come out with pots and pans. <laughs> On star screen, I, I tape a fucking uh, like a not not even a boombox, like a CD player to my chest, like the the, the, the like the like circular one, the, yeah, exactly. with the two speakers on the front. I still have one of you those have in to my hold, garage. Hold it level when you're listening in public, because oh, yeah, if, yes. if if you if you don't, your music would skip. Well, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, please go watch Christmas with the Cranks. From us to you, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry uh, Christmas, everybody. Make- Make somebody's Christmas and buy them a lukewarm cinema podcast t-shirt. Yes, buy them a lukewarm cinema podcast t-shirt. Uh, we're actually going to be starting up our own merch store here pretty soon. Uh, we probably just won't have shirts because the network has us covered on that, but we'll have hats and butt plugs and uh, a variety of things for your needs. Yes, your butt needs. plugs are hot right now. Yes, they are very hot. But uh, you guys know where to find us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, lukewarm cinema podcast. If you want to reach out to us, tell us how terrible we are. Lukewarm cinema podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, jinkwee. Jinkwee.